Hey guys, welcome to episode 17 of the Stupid Stuff Podcast. Today I'm here with Nale once again. Uh, Buddy's not here saw, for reasons. Yeah, I'm a sausage and uh... Mm-hmm. We're talking about sausage today? I... What? We're talking about chapter 2 today? Yeah. yeah um, Alright. This, so this episode, I think this is the first episode. Before we get, like, going through, like, chronologically, I just want to say... That this episode delivered on something that I've been wanting to see for so fucking long in the series. And that's two things, actually. First and foremost is uh, actually seeing the Grim being scary. And the second one is uh, is child abuse. Huh? <laughs> what? I'm sorry, I fucking hate Oscar, dude. Oh, the Oscar Protection <laughs> Squad is not going to be happy about that one, Chief. No, they're not. They're oh, not no. What have you done? <laughs> I can imagine all the angry comments just going, Why can we get we comments like from Oscar? anyone except uh, fucking... Well, I, I think his name is Freddy Mercenary or something. I don't think it's Mercury. Unless it Bro, is... Unless if your name is actually Freddy Mercury, uh, shout out to you. Um, it might... Hold on. Let, 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 let me check YouTube Studio real quick. I think... <laughs> No, okay, he changed his name. It's now Wandering Mercenary. Um, Wandering Mercenary, uh, if we could ever hire you to protect us from the angry mobs of uh, of people recently. Have you ever talked to the guy named Indiana Jones on the server? I have not. Twelfth fucking... Mm. He's a person. Anyway, so... <laughs> Uh, I'm trying to think. The episode starts off uh, with Yang's up real quick. team. Oh no, it doesn't actually start with Yang's team. It starts with um, team team locked up in jail. Right, right. Because it's uh, and, like yeah, Crow so holding the Clover yeah. thing. So, yeah, so Crow's looking at the thing, and we hear we have Robin in the background. Here, Rob uh, and she's Rooster Teeth did a good old switcheroo. Got me real pissed. I off I honestly for a think minute. that. I, I really liked this scene because while it's having Robin voice her things at at um, Jacques Schnee, who's playing the trump card, we get to hear uh, Robin yeah, voice, that, that, that's chewing him out. My, my it's almost kind, kind of like Crow's internal reflection of himself at the same time. Yeah. Yeah, it is really interesting. I really liked this scene, except for the fact that they're the only people in the jail. I mean, I so would assume that be... that's like maximum security because it's fucking hard, uh, hard light dust. Can't really get through that shit. Yeah, you can't get through that shit unless there's a power outage. <laughs> yeah, honestly, <coughs> there's a power outage. Just get some of that. Uh, what was what, that? The uh, like, <laughs> like whitening dust or whatever from uh, like volume five that Hazel used. Just get some of that shit. I feel like that's probably <laughs> that. I feel like that would make sense for how they power stuff. Oh wait, and there was that scene with uh, with Nora in the trailer where she's going into like generator room. So yeah, let's maybe they break out. Chrome we, I've already no, seen chapter three. You haven't. So I have not seen <laughs> chapter three. Yeah. All right, so heads up, I've seen chapter three. So just uh, everyone, heads up. I do have knowledge of what happens. No angry comments, please. <laughs> we will get to it. Yeah, that that'll be next episode probably. Man, this podcast sure has just become Ruby. <laughs> it probably will we used be. to talk and about SCPs and fucking Percy Jackson and shit. 
Oh, God, don't even get me started on the Percy Jackson movies. Oh, nah, we talked <laughs> exclusively about the movies. That was episode three. Episode three was the best of the first three episodes, because, man, I feel like uh, like the only way to refer to them is the Dark Ages. That was, oh, my God. Yeah, Craigbot is not as good as it makes itself out to be. Just use OBS. It's It's free. Just, just do it. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, um, but yeah, this this is actually an interesting scene because I have some beef with this scene. Ah, <laughs> uh, shit. I don't know if you have some beef with this scene, but um, so Crow and after uh, once his bucket is taken away, they take uh, they what? take Mustache McFuck McGee away. Yeah. Yeah, they take me, yeah him away. The guy who looks like he belongs in the front of a Pringles can. <laughs> they take him away. McMustache McTits McGee there. They take him away. And then... Uh, <laughs> yeah, and then uh, and then Jacques plays the victim card. The, the, kind of what, like, like father, like son? One. I'm a victim. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sure, I gave him access to everything, but <laughs> it's like sure, I was duped, bruh. If you say the word, duped I had no idea who was going to commit mass murder. If you say the word "duped" unironically, you you deserve to be in a maximum security prison, bruh. <laughs> what are you five hundred? My lord! Oh my god! And then this is the part where I have beef with because here's the thing: Crow and Robin decide they're going to go pull a big murder. Yes, I'm okay with this. I am not, because here's the thing. Crow's mad at Ironwood for Clover's death. Yes. But he's the one who teamed up with a mass murderer. Uh... (laughs) Or at the very least, he did not help Clover detain Tyrion first before they had a fight. I think it was kind of like, an enemy of my enemy kind of thing, you know? It was, but at the same time, you created an opportunity for Clover to die. Yeah. So, I think Crow is, this is just honestly a really poor decision. I think this is just a poor decision of last volume that is manifesting now as bad writing. And I don't think this is bad writing this volume. Had it had uh had Clover not been killed by Tyrion, but by Crow and by accident, I think it would have made for a much more interesting dynamic for them to Crow to go after Ironwood and Ironwood just to throw it in his face. Well, you're the one who fucking killed him, you bitch. Yeah, that uh, that honest. I mean, yeah, that honestly would have been pretty cool that would have been made more sense it would have also made for a much more impactful death because you get to see these guys two men who've bonded over the weeks and they've actually become genuine friends but no no we're gonna have him team up with the mass murderer and the mass murderer is gonna take Crow's blade and run it through his spine and then Crow's gonna get arrested because that's... And then he gonna get mad at Ironwood, who had nothing to do with this, by the way. Literally had nothing to do with this altercation other than the well, fact that he called for Roe to be detained. Yeah, so, I mean, technically, he did 
kind of start the whole thing because if Ironwood didn't tell, like, didn't put up the wanted thing, uh, Clover wouldn't have, uh, you know, tried well, actually, to start arrest this Ruby, calling everyone. So what, what why if... doesn't why doesn't he, he's he's not gonna go murder his own niece because she's the one who told them. Wait, told who? Remember the reason that Crow uh, and everyone found out that they were being arrested was because Ruby decided to call it out. Why is he not mad at Robin who let the situation get out of hand? That is a fair point. Like he could be mad at anybody, but he chooses to be mad at James. James is just a scapegoat. James is not responsible for Clover's death. Crow is. Mm. Like, regardless of how, it, how, how the writers intended it for it to turn out, how the way it turned it out, it was, Crow, it was Crow's fault. Sorry, buddy. Sorry. Sorry. Uh, what's it called? Whatever the shit between Clover and Crow is. I love that shit, by the way. Hold on. Sorry. Uh, uh, is it Fair Game? Yeah, it's Fair Game. I love, I love the Fair Game shit. But unfortunately, Crow was in the wrong in this situation, and so was Robin. Both Robin and Crow were in the wrong in this situation. Here's the thing. Crow had not... Like, if Crow had just complied, I doubt that Ironwood would have actually, like, locked him up in prison. He would have just, like... I think he probably would have eventually locked Crow up, but he would have, at the very least, come to see Crow and just explained, look, this is the situation. We don't have any other alternatives here. But I don't understand... What I don't get is why is Ironwood so opposed to just launching Amity if it's that ready to go? I mean, seriously. Yeah. <laughs> what, what, what is the difference between Ironwood's plan and Ruby's plan? Like, the only difference is that Ironwood doesn't want to take the time to launch Amity. Well, no, Iron... So Team Ruby's well, doing well, him no, a favor. but Ironwood was gonna yeah, he's abandon abandoning Mantle, the people though. of Mantle. Yeah. He's abandoning Mantle. Mm-hmm. But Team Ruby doesn't really get in the way of that. Because they decided, you know what, just fuck all of you. We're gonna go ahead and take care of the people ourselves. They should just say, hey, you know what? Fine, whatever. Just launch, just launch Amity. We'll get the message out. No worries. You do you, man. Goodbye. You guys go ahead and have fun up there with that giant army of Grim. We're going to be down here saying, fuck this shit, we're out. Because <laughs> that's basically Team Ruby's plan at this point. Launch Amity, protect the people. And hope to God that some motherfucker, dumb motherfucker decides, you know what? This seems like a good idea. Let's go help these people. <laughs> <laughs> Because at this point, everybody's screwed. It's just a matter of hoping that it's not going to hurt too much. But anyways, um, where are we? What's next? What's next? Um, we have the scene where they decide to go kill Ironwood, and then what? Then I'm pretty sure it's the scene with Yang's team where they where they get the bikes. Oh, yes. Um, so they get bikes. They kill uh, a couple Grim. Uh, there's a boomer. Wait, before that, before that, uh, tall, butch, tall butch lady decides to, she's going to storm the news. Right. And she said the thing. 
She said the mantle thing. Oh, yeah. Citizens of Mantle. By the way, Atlas is, is abandoning us. They declared martial law. They're going to leave. Please head to the Mantle Crater. Uh, show your teeth, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So while that's going on, yeah, um, Team, Team Yang, they decide they got to get some new gear. And so this, these are these are things we've already seen in the trailers and the leaked clips. Hoverbikes, cool. Jean gets shield grenades. Yeah. And then there's the boomer Frankly, lady doing boomer things. Oh yeah, oh there's the oh yeah she's racist. Okay, that's cool. And uh, she somehow feels bad for being racist. Okay. But that's, then continues this. also. It that was. I yeah, feel that, like was, that weird. was kind of a weird thing. Ruby doesn't know how to. Miles and Carrie don't know how to write racism. Let's just yeah. say that outright. Um, and so then the, we yeah, we had more angry camp. Ren. I'm really oh, not yeah. a fan of angry Ren. Uh, you know, angsty Ren. Angsty Ren. Uh, Frankly, I'm actually enjoying Nora this volume, but that's just dude, me. Dude, uh, well, yeah, that's later in the episode, but um, so. <laughs> Weiss fucking died. Weiss fucking died. Yeah, no. Um, but so, <laughs> so um, <laughs> just somebody report fucking vented. fucking love <laughs> I swear to god team 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 ruby they're like, so wholesome Penny, they get all the wholesome moments this volume holy shit I fucking love it like for god's sake it seems like yang is getting all the yanks I mean yeah, yeah. Like... I mean of course she's going to have the yanks like <laughs> I that's her whole character now you know ever since volume 4 um Unfortunately, yeah. yeah. She's a depresso bean. So, <sighs> but Weiss fucking died. They're gonna go ahead and they're gonna use the mail shoot to suck themselves up to at to Atlas. That's a big brain move. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely a big brain move. Um. Well, do you guys have any other ideas? We mail ourselves there. Fuck. Um. <laughs> so while oh. that's happening, Yang's team. Um, fin- Oscar like, actually fucking died. No, nah, no, but no, nah, we're, we're we're skipping past a bit. So. Oh, are we? Yeah. So while all that shit's happening, <coughs> uh, Yang's team finishes evacuating Sector Seven, I believe. Some sector, which number they'll probably forget and retcon by the night by the next episode. Um, yeah. Uh, so they did that, and then Yang got angry because the other team was mentioned. Um, and then 
like a, a, a sector with some grim in it was mentioned. Oh yeah, and, and, they, they, and, they, and Yang grim. was like, "Did you say east?" But she said it like it was a punchline. For some reason, did it's you like, say west? Did you? Because it, it, like it was just the way well, she Yang. said Everything's it. She a said for her. she said the word east like it was a pun, but it was just the word east. I don't know. Um. So they go east, and they kill some more. Oh Grimm. wait, before oh wait, before we get there, hold on, hold on. We got to see more best girl. Uh, sheep girl, right? Um, Fiona, she can. Uh, she she sucks things. I bet she would give um really good cleaning of your house before anyone says anything. Yeah, dude, you can't just leave <laughs> a pause like that after saying. I bet she would give, bruh. <laughs> she would give you a very good cleaning of your house. <laughs> uh, that's an amazing semblance, though. <sighs> I, I wonder if she, I wonder if she can only pull out like the last thing she she absorbed, or she just knows, like or or it's like that shit from uh, oh, what's that one lady from uh, from fairy tale? I haven't seen fairy tales, so unfortunately, you're gonna have to enlighten me because the power of friendship is uh, not I, strong enough to compel me to watch that series. Yeah, honestly, I I only got like 23 episodes in, and I got kind of bored. But there's this one lady that can go into like a pocket dimension, and it's basically a RPG inventory, or she has like armor and shit, and she can just kind of pick <laughs> it, and it kind of automatically equips itself. Oh, I I know who you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. Uh. Yeah, so. lady who gets naked whenever she changes costumes. Yeah, because, you know, fucking anime. Um, yeah. Anyways, um, <laughs> uh, the biggest thing uh, here is that I have to wonder if she, how, what are the limitations on this? If her aura breaks, does she just lose everything in her inventory? I don't think she or would can lose she... it. I think she would lose access to it until. Yeah. She gets her aura back. Interesting. So, the question is... Because it's, it, it's, like pull... it's like a semi-passive... Because it's like a semi-passive thing, because it has to store itself, but she... It wouldn't make sense for her, for her to have to, like, hold it there, you know? Frankly, that is the best ability to have, because if you could just touch somebody's weapon, you could instantly disarm them. Like, disarm them and then get it back in your hand and just fucking yeet that shit? Well, you don't even have... Here's the thing. If you don't even have to yeet it at them, like, you just disarm them, you take away their... You take away 90% of people's ability to fight. Yeah. Because huntsmen are extremely reliant on their weapons because, you know, a tuba that's also a gun is somehow an incredibly, incredibly precise weapon that only the, only the most <laughs> only the most musically talented and genius could somehow look at the tuba and go, hmm, how can I kill stuff with this? A cannon. <laughs> just just shove, just shove something into the tuba head and just blow. Just turn it into a... Fu oh, fuck, what's that gun we were talking about? It's a... Uh, the blunderbuss. Yeah, just turn that shit into a blunderbuss that fires cannonballs. Yeah. Except you have to blow manually. You have to blow hard enough to somehow generate as much force as the Flint Cole shit, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but that is a really useful semblance, I have to say. So, um, other than that, um, yeah, Team Team Gang goes to kill some Grim, and, and they uh, do yeah. kill some Grim, and then some Grim runs up to them, 
and then they run away, and they're like, what they run the away fuck? From I've never seen a Grim so. do that. And then, um, you know. Except we have. Except we have. We have? We, we have, have Grim run, run away in the forest. We've seen them from Forest Fires in Volume 1. I mean, yeah, but, yeah, but that's like, fi- yeah, but there wasn't fire this time. Like, fire is Yeah, there wasn't an immediate danger. So up until this point, we've been seeing something in the background, and I'm certain somebody's gonna. And there was stuff like on roof, the on rooftops and stuff. Yeah, that was on rooftops. Because I, so, I remember Arnold mentioned that in his reaction. Because I, I watched that. Yeah, before I haven't we seen it yet. Recording. I haven't seen that. I'll have to watch that after this. Yeah, it's. Uh, but Nick, we get to see one of the best beatdowns of the series. Also, Honestly, the best grim. grim so yes. far, best grim so far, just for the fact that it's actually fucking scary. Yeah, it's like actually intimidating. So it's it's not. actually intimidating. This is what all grim should be. They shouldn't be fear pain. They shouldn't fear anything. They should be mindless running at you. That's what makes them so scary. It's like they they should they can have their entire arm ripped off and they'll still be clawing at you. That's what should make them fucking scary. This thing, which we found out in the uh, end of the episode, was called the Hound. The hound. This thing is fucking is scary. Fucking be- so it runs up like a saber claw, and it, you know, uh, breaks Oscar's aura in like three hits, and it, then it, proceeds it just, to it transform itself into a fucking Beowulf-looking thing, and picks him up. Seriously, this thing has no eyes, though. Did you notice that? Yeah, and it has two mouths. It has a mouth on the top of its head. Yeah, it seems to me that this Grim, is, it's most... It's most distinctive feature is its ability to adapt i think that's this the grim's secret tactic is that it's incredibly adaptive it has a high intelligence and is incredibly adaptable because we saw it use its arm like a tentacle we see it sprout wings we see it basically stand up on two legs and get this it fucking speaks yeah because okay so it so it it broke oscar's aura transformed into a beowulf picked him up used Oscar as a human shield. Then, when Ren told it to give him back, it said no. And then it just walked away like a fucking boss. And then it just... And then it sprouted (laughs) wings and flew the fuck away while they were just standing there. (laughs) Like, what the fuck? Like, I would, under normal circumstances, if a normal-ass Grim grabbed Oscar and everybody stood there like, What? I like I would be mad, but I mean honestly, that shit's terrifying. That's what I was expecting to happen. Though. I, that's what I was expecting to happen is that he they would just be on the bike. Then this thing just snatches Oscar, grabbing him by the arm so he can't fight. That's what I was expecting to happen. But no, it I just not kicked his this. ass. It legit grabbed him by the leg and kicked his ass and then yoinked him. Just this put a gif of of Oscar just. Scream like a little bit. This thing it just occurred like, to me that you say GIF. That is unfortunate. Oh. Okay, I'll have to say GIF. GIF. I can't. I cannot. I cannot upset anybody if I just say GIF. I mean, it's not better, but sure. It's an acronym, so it's GIF. Wait, it. Wait, it's an acronym. I'm pretty sure it is. I did not know that. <laughs> the, Look it so, up. What does GIF so, stand for? So did you know? Well, so. D- d- uh, GIF has been a word for like a fucking minute. So, would you like to hear the original pronunciation? 
that I heard. Yeah, let's hear it. And, like, I'm talking, like, because it was a word before it was used for, like, pictures that move I'm d- in a loop. You know what? I'm just going to go ahead and I'm going to, I'm just going to fucking trigger everyone right now. And I'm going to pronounce it YIF. That's actually the original pronunciation. All right, then that's the pronunciation I'm now for use, YIF. Oh, my <laughs> lord. Okay. <laughs> So put a yiff of Oscar just fighting this thing. Holy shit. Do you see like how wide his eyes are? He's on the ground. He's kicking this thing. He is trying to get away. He is scrambling. This thing turns No, I mean, I'm just going to show the whole last clip of him getting his ass handed to him. Here, actually, I'm just going to insert the clip here with just the scene. They didn't act that way before. But what were they running for? So, holy shit, this thing happened. So, frankly, this is what Grim needs to be. Grim like the apathy. Grim like this. Also, I'm pretty sure the apathy are going to show up this volume. Because in the intro, it has, like, their hands when it's the underwater thing. It could be. It could be. So, I'm totally down for that. It could just be Team Ruby and everybody just falling off of something. Yeah, no, but it it showed, like, the, uh, the apathy reaching up towards the surface of the water. It's possible. Oh, and we did see. Um, we did see that the in the book, the book that the that uh, Maria threw into the snow in chapter in, in volume six. Yeah, it had the last volume said eight. Huh? The last volume that Maria read and tossed into the snow, and then there was a close up of, was eighth. It was the eighth volume by Bartleby before he died. 
Is Maria going to die this volume? I bet Maria dies. Little small girl Maria. People are going to get shook. I, on it. Oh my god! People I, are going to be mad. We haven't seen Maria in a hot minute, dude. We haven't seen her do actually anything besides since exist there six. and be sassy since volume six. Actually, we haven't seen her do anything since sassy since ever. Mm. That's that's. that's her, her entire reason for being there. There's not one scene that Maria's in where she isn't sassy. Yeah. Hmm. If you could find one scene of Maria not, not being sassy, um, I will. Uh, I will try, me. and if I find it, I will insert it here. But if not, I'm just going to look like like a dumbass. Okay. So here we go. Um, but yeah. <laughs> so so the Hound takes Oscar, and I'm pretty sure that's where the episode ends. It does. So, so I yeah. just I love this episode. It's so good. I love this episode except for that one that one scene we talked about earlier with, with the Crow. boomer. Oh, yeah. with, with no, Crow, the boomer. Right. I, the boomer I can get over. Yeah, I mean they haven't yeah. really made they haven't they have done nothing with racism in the show. So I honestly don't expect anything from that plot line. Yeah, I, I think she's just going to be one of those characters that shows up occasionally and is annoying. Like, like the that, anti two, like, like, like the thirsty moms. Like We've seen the, the thirsty moms in the background. Yeah, I, well, the well, one of the thirsty moms had a had a uh, had a line, actually. Oh, but yeah. Did she? Yeah, the lady with oh. the shovel. Oh yeah. Yeah, she she gave well, John a, a, a casserole. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, um. I feel like the boomer lady is going to be like the anti-shopkeep. She just shows up and is annoying. Oh my god, yeah. I, I, actually, I hold on. I, hold on. Before we continue, I need to look something up real quick. Did the shopkeep survive the fall of Beacon? Um, We haven't seen him since, but at the same time, we haven't seen a lot of characters since the fall of Beacon, and we haven't been in Vale since then. So, yeah, but I need to know this. As far as I know, he survived because he's running an entire, you know, he's running Ponzi scam. He's running the kingdom, dude. <laughs> he secretly Salem. Say, say, they beat Salem. She's on the ground. They fucking unmask her like a Scooby Doo film. Old man shopkeep. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Oh. I wouldn't be mad. I would be okay with that. <laughs> Honestly, I I would too. Like it'd be so terrible, and the show would forever go down in infamy. But I would actually be fine with that. <sighs> it's so bad. Yeah, I re again, I really like this. The only the only scene in this this entire episode I didn't like was the opening scene. And usually there's always at least one scene in every episode in every new volume for the past three years that has basically been getting to under my skin a little bit. And volume six wasn't that bad. Like the first three episodes of volume six. The, I would say the first I two with. acts of volume six were good. 
Yeah, they were like Act I three. Liked... They fucked it. They 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 killed it. They it was bad. Yeah, like Cordovan. Say whatever you will about yes. Adam. Cordovan is enough to bring that entire arc down. Yeah. Honestly, I wasn't entire like yeah. They overall they should have handled Adam better, but they should have handled but the, the entire way white that thing but the way that they better, handled but... Adam in Volume Six was consistent with how he was in Volume Five. So I'm not entirely mad at that. Like at least yeah, they no, were. I'm not entirely like, mad at that. I'm, it's not like, my fault. I'm, he's a fucking dumbass. I'm not okay with consistent bullshit. But like, here's my thing. I'm I'm okay with consistent bullshit. I'm not okay with bullshit that changes every three minutes. Or bullshit that where their your frame rate drops to like two per second that. when you decide to pull out your giant drill. <laughs> You know that scene. You know that um, scene. What scene I'm talking about? I where she lunges at the at the Godzilla thing, and it's supposed to redeem her, but she's still a bitch. Yeah, you know she that just scene. wanted some fucking cashews, man. You don't gotta be like that to Maria. <laughs> if dude, if she just like if for some reason, if why didn't Crow just show his license? Hey. I need to go there for official businesses. These are my squires. Because he was I'm busy being drunk and sad. Why didn't Weiss just say, hey, this is my hunts. This is uh, this is Crow Bronwyn. He's a huntsman, and he's been tasked with taking me and my teammates back to Atlas. You already All know Cordovan would be like, I need some proof. <laughs> no, 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 no. He, he walks up. Like he's like, I, to... no, he, he just walks up. He's like, I, I'm bringing these kids uh, on an educational field trip. Cordovan, where from? Crow, Texas? <laughs> Just... Oh, you two! The grounds are currently closed! Aw, oh, man, that totally sucks! And we came all the way out here with these foreign exchange students on a field trip through England! Where from? Texas! Texas! Have, have you seen, uh, uh, what's it called? Uh, Helsing Ultimate Abridged? No. Oh. I've seen bits and bobs, oh. but I haven't seen all of it. Anyway, so, by the way, I would just like to point this out because we were talking about it. The shopkeep is confirmed alive. His status is active, which means despite the fall, <laughs> he's still running his businesses. That's and, you know, insane. You know what would be the best ever? If Rooster Teeth... Uh, I, I, I just didn't even wait for you to answer. Uh, I I would love it if Rooster Teeth opened like a uh, like a fast food chain called a Simple Walk, and it's just noodles, <laughs> but it's just big ass bowls of noodles. I actually, ironically, on my way to uh, on my way to the big Rooster Teeth convention RTX uh, before before this was pre Volume Five. Um, basically, what ended up happening was in the airport, there was a place called Walk and, Ro Walk and Roll. D Walk and Roll. Did that, I, I love that name. <laughs> I, that is the greatest. Um. <laughs> Apparently he has a voice actor. <laughs> right. Just take my Leon and leave. Because he makes old man noises. It's uh, Patrick. Oh, shit. And he has one line. 
Wait, he had a line? He said words? In episode one. Yeah. No, he said, Just take mm-hmm. my lean and leave. Episode one, just take my lean and leave. Right! He did have one line. I need... Yeah. You really gotta... You really need to rewatch volume one, and then we can go ahead Dude, and talk I'm about how bad Dude, I'm sorry. Is. <laughs> and we can talk about what? We can talk about how bad volume one is. Yeah, it's like... It's good for nostalgic value, but that's about it. And then you go back and look at all the retcons they have from volume one. Dude, volume then, two was like, so oh my good, God. though. They nailed that shit. I know everyone says they like to... Um, Say that they, they, they retconned volume two, but volume two is honestly one of the strongest early volumes. Yeah, it's like, I mean, I would have to say even solid. even now it's a solid like I, I would say it's probably in my top three. It's a solid B. It's pretty good, and that's saying something when with Ruby. I would give it like a four, like four out of five. That's that's fair. That's a B. Hmm. It's an eighty. Yeah. Um. But yeah, uh, not only I had to go, but uh, that was episode 17 of the Supersoft Podcast. I hope you all did enjoy, and if you did, make sure to like and subscribe. All that good shit. And uh, yeah, I hope to continue seeing you in the comments, wandering mercenary. <laughs>